it's that time of year again. We're back with the very last episode of Co-Pilots for the year. Crazy. It's our Co-Pilots Christmas special. What? This is our third year of Co-Pilots and our third Christmas special. It's becoming an annual treat. No one would consider this a treat. An annual tradition, sure, but not a treat. I consider it a treat. We don't review movies very often, so when we do, I mean, it feels like a treat. Did we review a movie this time, though? Technically, it's considered a movie. Is it? Yeah, just like the uh, the other one that came out in October. Fuck. Swamp Thing was in it. Or Man Thing was in it. Man, Man Thing. Man Thing was in it. Swamp Thing is DC. Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was also considered a movie. Okay, so we watched... The short films. Yeah. So for this year's Co-Pilots Holiday Special, we watched Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. Yeah. That's it. End of review. We launched it. That's all I got. So, if you're not keeping up, Guardians of the Galaxy the Holiday Special, the 2022 Christmas special, that's about 45 minutes long. Yep. And it's made by Disney. Yeah. And by and Disney, I mean Marvel. But yeah. we and all know the truth. Again, directed by James Gunn, because he's in charge of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, basically. And it released back at the end of November. Oh, like, really? Literally, I think on the 25th, like on Thanksgiving, or the day makes, after Thanksgiving. That makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. That thing that things do, and they're just like, well, we even did Thanksgiving. Let's start Christmas. I mean, at least they respected Thanksgiving enough to let us get Thanksgiving before they dropped it. True. A lot of Christmas now, just like, go, what's Thanksgiving? Yeah. See, that's a problem for me because they're starting to encroach past Thanksgiving, which means they're getting closer to our Halloween, and that's not allowed. Yeah, but Halloween gets the entire month of October. Yeah, it should have longer than that, though. I mean, November 1st kind of counts as Halloween still. Nah, nah. See, we should push Halloween up until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving gets Thursday, and then even though I don't like it, if it's the only way to make them deal with it, Christmas can start on Friday. I think we should give Thanksgiving a little more than just that Thursday. You can have like the Monday through Thursday, like that's Thanksgiving week. Monday through Friday will include Black Friday on there. And then it Christmas still starts on Saturday. Curse. Sure, sure. It's a Thanksgiving weekdays. Yeah. So the Thanksgiving work week. The Gotga holiday special opens on an animated short. It is all very simplistic rotoscoping. I will say, when we, the first time we started this, it opened on the animated short, and I was like, the fuck, I thought they got all the actors back for this. Why is it animated? Because the animated short is only about, like, a minute. Maybe a minute, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, they had Michael Rooker back as Yondu there, and then we had a young Peter Quill and a young Kraglin. Yeah, so the... The animated scene opens with young Peter and young Craglin decorating a Christmas tree. Which, if you don't remember Craglin, he's just one of the Ravager crew. He's like one of the only Ravagers still alive at this point in the series. Yeah, and now he has Yondu's backup head fin to control the arrow. Yep, so at this point, Yondu walks in the room, sees them decorating a Christmas tree, Mm -hmm. and starts yelling at them. Because Peter tries to explain Christmas to Yondu, Mm -hmm. and Yondu's like, Ravagers only ever get what they earn. They don't take handouts and peter's like well it's not really a handout it's just meant to tell somebody how much you appreciate yeah. them and then yondu starts kicking the presents kicking the tree and then throws it all into a bin yeah and then he's like if you guys don't have this cleaned up before i get back you're gonna be on latrine duty for the rest of the year to which craglin says i don't remember what name he says i think it's like a basic name like jeff or something it's just like but that's his favorite job are you back talking me boy and then 
and Kraglin says no. And then he, very much in a style similar to Yosemite Sam, is basically just like, I, I hate Christmas. Kicks the yeah. tree again. That whole sassafrasin thing that then we zoom Yosemite out, Sam did. And it's Kraglin in live action now. And he's standing around with Nebula. And Mantis. And Drax on top of a like balcony overlooking. Yeah, a section of nowhere. Downtown nowhere quotation marks being heavy here in a three-dimensional space that is formerly a large celestial's head where would downtown be the nose actually you know yeah that makes sense because clearly it couldn't be like by the brainstem because if it go based off like other stuff they're harvesting like its brains which means that'd probably be more of like a warehouse district so you're definitely gonna be farther away from there which means your slummy areas of nowhere are going to be closer to there just by like the way general cities generally populate themselves also like the nose holes work really good like a landing area and downtown is yeah. Like, yeah. Well, but that also makes you kind of close to like the equivalent of like a harbor, which can almost be sketchy too. So I, it depends on if we're talking about an affluent downtown or a non-affluent downtown, because those can swap depending on places. Anyways, it's like the downtownish area of. Yeah, it's either nowhere. it's either the nose or like the bottom part of the orbital sockets, and maybe the mouth. Vantis goes, "That story was sad," and Drax goes, "Yeah, I hate it when nobody dies because that is Drax's character." But then Nebula's like, "You know, Yondu's kind of got a point. We really don't have time for Christmas, especially now that we just bought Nowhere from the Collector because this movie." is nothing if not like massive lore dumps for got go three like yeah they're like they shove so much i mean it makes sense though right because apparently this was shot during the production of got go three yeah but like this movie is like literally like oh so this is i'm just gonna spoil some stuff real fast here so by the time guardians of the galaxy 3 happens yeah. rocket will have bucky's arm which might mm-hmm. come into play Comet- cosmo Comet will be a member of the Guardians, kind of, or Guardian adjacent. No, Comet won't. Cosmo. Cosmo. Comet's your stupid Magic the Gathering space dog. I called him Comet all the way through my nose. It's, it's Cosmo. Yeah, yeah, okay. I. You're fine, I realize. Yeah. Cosmo exists, which, honestly, all of this makes sense, given that, weirdly here, Yondu's wearing something much more akin to, like, Star-Lord, like, I, I don't know how to put it other than, like, business Star-Lord outfit. It has the whole fucking um like badge thing that Yondu is wearing he has like the little badge symbol that the comic book uh, guardians of the galaxy have like okay it's on his jacket if you look in in the the animation i did not notice yeah it's there for some reason i don't think it was at any point beforehand and we know from the trailers that we see in of gaka 3 if you've seen them they're wearing outfits much more akin to that like Hmm. the uh the like 2008 2007 arc of gaka that my brain is failing to remember the name of yeah okay but that style of outfit so it implies me that's like a much more structured thing that they might legitimately because they now own nowhere that we've learned here be almost like a police force for nowhere which would match more with actual guardians older comics before the movies made them a different marvel property do you remember the name of the team that the, the, the guardians became uh, it has scott summer's father on it yeah like because he avoided parenting by going to space and being a space pirate <laughs> yeah I love that the, if you're not aware, Guardians of the Galaxy is typically they're more like space police than they are like badass criminals and pirates, which is what they kind of painted the Guardians as in the movies. They're typically much more closely aligned with like space police and Nova. They're generally the good guys. Like they work with Nova and stuff. They have had like problems with Nova. Most people have because Nova is a giant collective consciousness of an, of an entire planet. And because Nova much... is Azorius. Yeah. They're too uptight and rigid about their 
walls. Star Jammers. Star Jammers. That's the other team. Yeah, they effectively made Guardians, Star Jammers, and then whatever. Anyways, though, it looks much more like they might actually be being like police Guardians. Anyways, Nebula and Kraglin walk off. And that leaves Mantis and Draxlin, which we'll come back to. But then we cut to Peter. He's walking through the downtown area of nowhere. And he, like, signs some stuff on a clipboard, passes it off to a woman. And we pass over to Rocket, who is with Cosmo. Yeah, and they are Rocket's overseeing Cosmo using their powers to lift up some metal plates, it looks like. They seem to be doing something else has to be metal plates, but whatever. And affix them to a wall because Cosmo has telekinetic powers and Cosmo is fantastic. And if you don't know who Cosmo is, learn. Cosmo, I believe, is Cosmo. Comic origins are that he is the dog Russia sent into space. One of, I believe the comics do like recognize like Laika does exist, but like in the comics, Cosmo, if I remember correctly, is yes, a Soviet dog sent into space and has powers because of solar radiation. Yeah, which hopefully like it's never a hundred percent like it's never been stated in the comics as far as I'm aware, but the Fantastic Four also got all their powers from solar radiation or yeah something along those lines and i'm really hoping that cosmo <laughs> is our tie-in to fantastic four so we can get a fantastic four in the mcu not because i want the reed richards we got and yeah but because goddamn, do i want like a dr doom done fucking right give me mm, dr doom you know what you make a fair point who gives a shit about the fantastic four they're okay they're kind of cool when they go future foundation i i fall in love with them again but i just want doom doom's fantastic everyone should enjoy some doom Honestly, if we get a Doctor Strange 4, mm-hmm. Doom should be the, the main antagonist. You know what? I would agree. Sorcerer Supreme Doom. Please bring it. Anyways, I'm getting off base. So then Pete is stopped by a resident of nowhere. Yeah. Who is some kind of historian slash musician. Yes. Their name is weird and I have it in my notes spelled correctly, but I, I cannot I cannot pronounce it. Oh, this will be fun. Please try. Do I have to? Because I don't want to. Yes, please. Uh, give me just a moment. I gotta find it. It's do do do. That's not that hard of a name to pronounce. Do do do. No, it is Birzimik Talk. <clears throat> Give me a moment. I will get this. Birzimik Talkalock. Birzimik Talkalock. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna pronounce that. Cool name, but like I said, he's a historian slash musician, and he made a song about Christmas. But because everything he knows about Christmas, he learned from Craglin, and everything Craglin knows about Christmas, he learned from Peter. Well, if we're going to be specific here, everything Rhett Miller, the man who performs lead for Old 97, and is the one singing in a moment, and the one inside the outfit for the B name, <laughs> his line is, I learned about Christmas from Rocket, and everything Rocket learned about Christmas, he learned from Craglin. And everything Craglin learned about Christmas, he learned from you. So I thought I would take it back to the source because it's supposed to be like a historic kind of document thing. And so he wants to get Peter's opinion on the song, make sure that it's accurate. And the song starts off, it's like a four stanza easy riff. And like, it's all very accurate stuff. Yeah, it's really just like Christmas is this place on the planet Earth. But that's basically what the opening is. Peter tries to walk away and he's like, before you can walk away though. is like, continues on. And the song goes from being kind of factual to just... To Christmas being a time of year where people give each other presents and show that they care. Yeah. To being a song about how Santa Claus is a furry his wife is a stripper she's plotting his death and he has superpowers which is actually comic accurate yes Santa's an Omega level mutant yeah well an Omega level mutate no he's a mutant I'm talking about the Marvel if he was in the MCU because they've not no mutants are canon the MCU now oh yeah I forgot you're right Miss Marvel's a mutant yep you're right they say mutant 
So, anyways, though, at the end of it, Peter's like, no, uh-huh. that's not right. Also, you just learned those instruments? Because they are playing Earth instruments that they found and apparently hadn't been playing very long, and Peter's mind is blown. Understandably so. Old 97 was kind of one of the pushing bands for, like, alt-country. It sounds like surf rock to me. I mean, this song very much so, but if you listen to their other song, which I'm not aware of this being a song. <laughs> I think this is a song made for this, maybe? Their other song. is it old... <laughs> They only have one song. The other song that they will have in this special is oh, much okay. more alt-country. My bad. The way you said it made me think <laughs> that they as a band only had one other song yeah and this one song we performed was made for the movie and they had one other song but man were they a major fucking force for like defining alt country as a genre they so, had one song and it did it it was all it was a christmas song also which is weird right so we go back to mantis and dax and mantis says she should feels like she should do something special for peter for christmas and she's like you know because of my secret and jackson's like because you ate all the zag nuts and she goes no my other secret I think you're really the only one that cares about the Zagnuts. No, she doesn't get to that ah, yet. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, no, my other secret. And he's like, that you're Peter's sister? And she goes, yeah, because of that. And he, she goes, we should get him something nice for Christmas. And then Drax goes, I, I don't want to replay all these scenes, but Drax's yeah, yeah. lines are amazing. He's like, we could get him Zagnuts. But you ate all of them. She's like, I think you're the only one that cares about the Zagnuts. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, though, so they decide to get Peter something for Christmas. And they start talking about things Peter likes. And Drax is like, well, Quill really likes that Earth hero. Through all the years we've known him, there's only one thing he's talked about so much, so... Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Bacon. And so they decide to go kidnap Kevin Bacon. Yep. Although they actually think of it as getting Peter a Christmas present, not kidnapping. but they're kidnapping Kevin Bacon. We also get this scene, in this scene, she rationalizes why she doesn't want to tell Peter that she's his sister, and it's because their father, Ego, killed Peter's mother, and she doesn't want Peter to think about their father killing his mother every time he looks at her. Yeah, which, eh, a bit of a stretch, but yeah, I guess it makes some sense, sure. To be fair, Mantis is like zero socialized i'm aware and so they decide to set off to earth and then we see a scene with kevin bacon man mantis's socialization is wild she lived on ego by herself for like decades Mm -hmm. and then joined up with the guardians Mm -hmm. fought in a planetary level war event yep and whatever's going on with gaga 3 now yeah her life is crazy yeah. and not in fun ways. But yeah. We get a small scene of Kevin Bacon here where he's just, it's setting up conveniently that Kevin Bacon is alone in his house and his family is not there. So we don't have to deal with anything else besides the fact that we're just dealing with Kevin Bacon. Oh well, yeah. And I think that's probably because Kevin Bacon's family aren't actors and that'd be really weird to like. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's not like they're using Kevin Bacon's actual house either. They could be. They're not. You don't know. I do know. No, you don't. I have references and notes. No, that's Kevin Bacon's actual house. It's not Kevin Bacon's actual house. <laughs> it's Kevin Bacon's actual house just. It's a composer's actual house. It was somebody's actual house. Yeah, but it's not it's not Kevin Bacon. So I think it's like David something or other. He's a composer. So Daximantis then hopping one of the ships. It might be the Bowie. We see later. I'm not for sure. Well, they take the Bowie okay. there, yeah. And they fly to Earth to go looking for Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. There's a brief scene here where a bunch of humans are staring up and having post-traumatic like flashbacks due to seeing a spaceship. spaceship? Yeah. The last few times spaceships have shown up on Earth, bad things have happened. The last there... time spaceships showed up on Earth... It it was Thanos. Yeah. And the time before that, it was the Chachari invasion. God. Humans just don't have good track records with spaceships at this point. Yeah. It's like Christmas and aliens and Doctor Who. Like, I love that by like season six of modern Doctor Who, people are just like, no, we don't go out on Christmas anymore. Oh, it's noon. Why aren't I inside yet? It's Christmas. 
Let's turn everything off, cover my ears, and go hide in a closet. I love that that's canon in Doctor Who. Like, people are just like, nope, we don't do stuff on Christmas anymore. Yeah. So, noticing all of the people below just staring upwards and kind of freaking out, man just points out to Drax slash asks Drax if the cloaking device is on. It's not. He turns it on. He was supposed to turn it on earlier. Yeah. She's like, why didn't you turn it on earlier? He's like, I did. She's like, I saw you do it. He's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. And then so they land, and we get a bit of them walking just down. through Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, kind of down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Because they're walking along the Walk of Stars. And uh, they see a bunch of people in cosplay, like, yeah. taking pictures and just panhandling. The most important thing, Psykill from the GoBots gets his ass beat by Drax because apparently GoBots killed Drax's... Cousin. Cousin, yeah. I hope that that comes into play in Gaga 3. Which means GoBots are canon to Marvel as existing as a sentient race in the MCU. Now, whether or not Cycle is actually an actual GoBot or just an Earth representation of a GoBot is unclear. Yeah, I know you said that's the most important thing that happens, but also Mantis sees a Captain America cosplayer and just, like, glomps him. Like, 2010, glomp. 2009, glomp. Yeah, yeah, that's not... And then he runs away terrified. Yeah, because cosplay is not consent. Yeah. And there's been a huge problem in the cosplay scene, especially when glomping was a Hold thing. Are you, are you telling me you expect Mantis to understand consent? No, I don't. But uh, They then get mistaken as cosplayers themselves, and they start taking pictures, and people just start giving them money. It's a long kind of montage of them taking pictures of people and getting money. And it only has one good joke, and then it has the background joke of, yeah. well, Mantis is taking pictures, Drax beats up the GoBot finally, because the first time, Mantis pulls away and she's like i'm sorry gobots killed his cousin uh, like later she's taking a picture with some people yeah and drax gets to be at the gobot but also you know really good joke where this kid poses with drax and mantis and his mom takes a picture of them and then goes look honey you got a picture with god of war yep that joke made me lose it the first time it was a good joke but then not yeah that's a that's a joke that was made <laughs> they did not know anywhere to look for kevin bacon they go into a club yes uh they both get insanely drunk yeah flula borg is their bartender yep drax has has some gay men or bi men or pansexual men, someone that is not strictly cis, hit on him. It's a fun scene because he does not understand that he's being hit on. I really love it because the guy's like, why don't you come dance with us? And Drax goes, dancing is for those that are pathetic. And then the guy's like, what about a drink? And Drax is like, yes! And then they Let have, us drink. Drax has rounds of drinks with these men while Mantis dances with everyone in the club. And then they, we cut to them outside on the curb. Yeah, and they just wondering how they're going to get to Kevin Bacon's place. And that's when a convenient purveyor of stars of Hollywood map individuals is like I think the proper term is a map to the stars yeah although that might be copyrighted I think it's copyrighted which is why I specifically say it I was trying to think of like a way to phrase map of the stars but for like any of them but lady approaches she's like you can get one of these it's 40 bucks and she's like where does our money we don't have any money they blew it all they blew all their money <laughs> so drunk, at the bar drunk mantis then looks at this woman and goes you'll give it to me for free and then because mantis has the power to like just command people yep woman gives it to her free and then she goes and also all your money Money. Yeah. Mantis just psychically mugged this woman. And then they make their way to Kevin Bacon's place. Also, consent is probably a really weird, like, idea for Mantis because her ability to yeah. take away your free will. My th- my point was meant to be more of a joke. Oh, yeah, no, because the, 
cosplay does not equal consent stemmed from the glomping thing. Stemmed from a huge thing yeah, of yeah, glomping, yeah. 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 It's just going to be thinking about like how Manta is a person who oh, yeah, no, by herself you, on a giant I completely planet. understand how you got there. Has only like experienced maybe a couple years off that planet. Yeah. You know what my most important question is though that's popped in my head now though? So GoBots is owned by Hasbro. It was is originally it? it was originally owned by Tonka. Tonka got bought out by the people that owned Hasbro because GoBots was before Transformers and then so Hasbro made Transformers. Hasbro bought it so that they could kill it. Well, Hasbro brought Tonka when Tonka was failing. They didn't really end up killing GoBots. But I don't think GoBots has ever had a Marvel comic run. I know they've been with IDW before. Transformers so. has had a Marvel comic run. Yes, but not GoBots. I know GoBots has That's been IDW. Weird. That's weird. And they're using GoBots specifically in this. And I know Hasbro isn't owned by Disney. It's a thing I do know for, for certain. Which means there was a license agreement to use GoBots briefly in this. Hmm. It's wild. Yeah. My brain went through like, did GoBots have Marvel comics? And my brain just went through this giant of like list of comics that have been published with things and my brain went nope pretty sure idw though so the next scene is drax and mantis arriving at kevin bacon's mansion and drunkenly repeatedly buzzing him to let him to, for him to let them in he properly ignores them like you do drunk people and for- continues to watch santa claus conquers the martians that's what you said it was yes it's something like that it's a 1960s movie look b horror slash sci-fi christmas movies have been around for decades and they themselves are a tradition and you should take this time this holiday season to watch one of them or not because let's be real there's already too many bad christmas movies you don't need to waste your time my point is watch one of those instead of a hallmark christmas movie if you're gonna watch a bad christmas movie that's watch fair. a stupid bad christmas movie rather than just straight up bad christmas movie so he, kevin bacon eventually just turns off the ability to buzz him mm-hmm. and mantis goes drax do you think you could throw me and he immediately grabs her and chucks her over the gate yes and then proceeds to jump over the gate himself mantis completely because she wasn't ready to get thrown over and also you know he probably could have just jumped with both of them and also because she could have just jumped over herself. oh yeah definitely definitely but drunk so and <laughs> that that has to be the reason because yeah so then they get to the door well no they don't first drax finds a cute yes. little man he finds an elongated like vaguely inflatable elf thing a cute little man yes and Mantis is like, you, you can't, can't just, just take, take things. And then she picks up a candy cane because she likes that. And she's like, well, I guess that's what they're here for. And then they get to the door where they start pounding on the door drunkenly. And buzzing the buzzer again. Bacon looks at it and he's like, guys, this isn't cool. I don't know what you think you're doing, but I will call the cops. Also, please just go and put my things back on the lawn. And then they refuse to do that. So he goes, okay, guys, I'm calling the cops now. And then Drax busts in through a glass pane next to the door. And we get them chasing Kevin Bacon down the street, basically. This scene would be so much better it was set to yakety yak so many scenes and anything would be better if there was a yakety sex i didn't think about it while watching yakety it sex is the way to go man but i am thinking about it now and this scene would be so much better set to yakety sex yeah so at one point during the chase scene kevin bacon exits his property and drax realizes he's left his cute little guy back in the house yes and he's upset and Mantis and him have an argument. And he's like, well, why do you get to keep your candy cane? And I don't get to go back. And why do you get to keep your strange little man? But I don't get to go back and get my cute little man. And she's like, well, because I was responsible. I held on to it. I didn't let it go. What is more important? Peter or your little what, man? What, what do you love more? Peter or some cute little man? Drax obviously picks the thing that's better for his own self-interest, but they do end up abandoning it to chase down Kevin Bacon anyways. And then we have Kevin Bacon with cops to protect him versus Drax and Mantis. Three cops show up. One cop immediately draws the Four gun. Four cops show up. Sorry, three cop cars show up with yes. four cops in them. Two cop cars only have a single cop in them. Or one cop car was actually empty the entire time. No. No. 
<laughs> you could see them in the car. But, so one cop gets inside her car. He's like, we got your call, Mr. Bacon. He's like, you gotta get these two freaks away from me. She then pulls her gun, aims it at Drax, and tells him he, to put his hands up or she will shoot. Mm-hmm. And then before she even, like, gets any, like, assessment of the situation, Drax is still, like, a solid hundred feet away from her. Yeah. She just starts shooting him because... Cops. A cab. Yep. And Drax just starts laughing because they're normal human bullets and they do nothing and they tickle and he's about to pee his pants. Yeah, some other cops open fire. We got, like, three cops shooting Drax now. Yes, and then Mantis comes in from the left side of the screen, takes down the and, initial cop, and, and lays then, some candy cane smackdown. Yes, and then just knocks down the other three cops, and to finish them all off, puts them all in a trance to fall asleep. Touches their face, goes sleep, or ten yes. glow, they go night-night. Then she goes to trance Kevin Bacon, but a fourth cop car pulls up, and Drax decides, mm, No, it doesn't get to pull up. Yeah, it's, it's still moving. pulling up. <laughs> And then Drax steps in front of it, grabs it, and flips it. And yep. Mantis, being the more responsible of the two, we runs off to skull Drax. kill people, Drax. Which lets Kevin Bacon run away. And Drax goes, well, how was I supposed to know? Nobody told me the rules. Yes. So then after making sure that the cops are okay and abandoning her candy cane, Drax and Mantis catch up to Bacon. He's crawled underneath the fence, thinks he's gotten away. He turns around and boom, they're right there in front of him. And then she trances him to happily come along with them. Well, when Mantis checks to see if they're alive, it's just great because she's like, we're not doing anything wrong, okay? We're just getting the legendary hero Kevin Bacon for our friend for Christmas. Yes. And all that she gives them the candy cane. She's like, this is to make up for your car. I really liked this and I really wanted this. Also, does this look like a Mandy you? And they say no, and she says that they're even now because she gave up a thing she really, really liked. She also says yeah. that Drax was just being stupid. Yes. And then they get Kevin Bacon, and once they have Kevin Bacon tranced... They make a quick stop at Christmas Castle, which we don't see. They just point to it and say they're going to stop there. It's not a stop. They rob the place. They, they yeah. looted the entire place. Yeah. We see them on the ship on the way back, and the ship is just filled with Christmas goods and decorations. And I would like to take this moment to point out, they have done a thing here that is obvious you're going to do the more you play character and the further you get into it drax since the beginning has been wearing at least something over the majority of his torso he was wearing a sleeveless sweater earlier basically with a hood on it sleeveless hoodie and now he is wearing a full-blown ugly christmas sweater because it's a lot of fucking prosthetic on batista so no i love it i, I love it so much I hope that wasn't Batista's call that, like, somebody else was, like... I would assume probably not. Like, I, I just, just, like... He's done more than two full movies in it without having made a problem about it. Endgame, ga-ga-ga-ga, this. Yeah. Part of Infinity War. Yeah. He's just running around being Drax. Yeah. <laughs> like, they've put him in, like, what, one other shirt another time when they were in prison? He had a vest on at some point, too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Very early on. But while they're heading back to nowhere, they ask Kevin about the time he saved a town by dancing. And he goes, oh, no, that was my character in this movie but yeah it was a really good time and then they realized oh no well not just yet because mantis and drax look at each other and they're like what about the time that you fought the legendary villain jason Voorhees and won well kind of yes their initial misgiving is when they ask him about if the fawns if he's ever told oh, yes. the fawns he's like well i've never done a team up but i did have lunch with henry winkler he's a really nice guy would you count that as a team up and they're like no and then they ask about photos and he's like well i when i was playing rin mccormick and they're like what and then they think he's an actor like one of them says something about it and then they bring up the jason for his things and he's like no that was a character i played and then they freak out because apparently in intergalactic space in marvel actors are the most repugnant thing you can be nobody likes actors makes sense in what way 
What way does it make sense? They're useless liars. Okay, fair enough. On nowhere, we cut to Peter. He's sitting in the cantina area, nomming on some zagnuts. Yeah, I mean, we do have them briefly freak the fuck out because they brought Peter a oh, bad yes, Christmas sorry. present. And they then Mantis uses her powers to make Kevin Bacon be act a like hero. a hero. They tell him to just be the hero that Peter thinks you are. So he then does a performance as a British soldier getting ready uh, to invade Normandy. Then she's like, no, uh, Draw, lose be, the voice be yourself but as a hero be a real hero and he, then and he starts then being he, batman yeah and he's like i'm batman what? no no i'm i'm bruce wayne I, i'd be bruce wayne she's like who's bruce wayne and he's like just batman. be you if you didn't suck yes and then we move to peter yeah and peter's eating zagnuts they're probably not zagnuts because i man, assume they're zagnuts mantis ate all of them though yeah all the ones on the bowie they're on fucking nowhere they, there's more zagnuts on nowhere no, she ate all the she ate all the nuts in the cantina okay i assume because they're on nowhere there are more zagnuts someone's probably no. got more zagnuts mantis ate all of them i honestly wouldn't be surprised if Drax just didn't know that there were more like Zag nuts in the stock room. But yeah, Peter's chomping on some nuts, and then Christmas music starts playing. So he gets up to investigate, sees Groot, and then Groot kind of acts as the guide without ever really calling attention to it. He kind of leads him outside as Quill follows him, being like, "What the fuck is this teenager up to?" And then Mantis and Hiding kind of like cues individuals to trigger stuff. First, it's Kraglin to turn on some Christmas lights, and then she cues Nebula to start a snow machine. Yep. Then they start up some music, and we get some inflatables, and we get a bunch more lights uh, yeah then we get a bunch more lights and peter quill does the macaulay culkin face from home alone home alone where he's like hands to the side of his head mouth, mouth agape yeah just that macaulay culkin just mind blown expression yep and then mantis comes out and she's like merry christmas peter from me and everybody else and Groot then wills out a giant present box and like peter's smiling and laughing he's like what'd you guys do and then the box starts moving and he gets a quizzical look on his face well and then the box is like hey guys it's it's getting kind of hard to breathe in here. There's no, there's no holes. So then he rushes over towards the box, starts kind of hurriedly opening it, and then Kevin Bacon pops on. He's like, "What did you do? Well, what did, did you, you do?" do? Yeah, and there's like, we got you Kevin Bacon as a Christmas present. He's like, this you is got, a Christmas You got gift. me a human being as a present. And I'm like, to which Robert replies, what more could the man who has everything ask for? And then Peter says, this isn't a Christmas gift. It's human trafficking. To which Mantis looks a bit ashamed. Rocket just nodded his head happily at the statement. Yeah. And then Kevin Bacon's like, actually, I'm really cool with this whole thing. I'm, I'm enjoying it here. Yeah, it, it's weird, but this is actually pretty great. I'm, I'm fine with it. And then Quill looks over Mantis like, you use your powers on him. Get him out of the trance get kevin bacon out of the trance i love that every time they say his name it's never just like kevin it's always kevin bacon his full name yes. every time um, so she undoes the trance peter has to like grab kevin bacon by the shoulders to make sure he doesn't like freak out but he's still freaking out and he gets in trouble he's like look i know you're worried i know your family's probably worried don't worry we'll make sure you get home he yells at cragling to start the bowie up that way he can take kevin bacon back home to earth he stresses the word earth to kind of i assume let kevin bacon know he's not on earth which he already should know probably then rocket's like look dude we're not gonna hurt you and then bacon's like it's a talking raccoon so rocket immediately tried to kill him <laughs> oh i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna kill him and then then Peter gets him to calm down. He's like, look, I'll let you go. You're not going to run, right? Kevin Bacon's like, no, 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 I'm not going to run. Not going to run. Not going to run. Of course, the moment he gets like, oh, he runs. Kevula draws her pistol and goes, I've got him. <laughs> yeah. And then as she's leaving, she may or may not have heard Peter tell her specifically to not kill Kevin Bacon because she immediately yells, you can't run from me, Bacon. Oh, yeah. She doesn't Extremely say his full name. Extremely aggressive. Yeah. I, this is 
So I loved her in Doctor Who. Karen Gillan's a really good actress. I, I loved her in Jumanji, but this is her best role. Like, this is yep. so much fun. So then we cut to Craglin and Kevin Bacon having a conversation as, as Craglin and Kevin board the Bowie. Yeah, and Craglin's just like, look, I'm sorry about all of that. They kind of just wanted to do a good thing for Peter, you know? And meanwhile, <laughs> Kevin Bacon's just like, that person was a tree. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in this whole thing. And, and Craglin's just like, don't worry about Groot. He's a good kid. I also love that in this scene, Craglin refers to Mantis as Manta. He just doesn't say her full name. He's like, Manta. And so Craglin's like, look, they were just trying to do a good thing for Peter. He he hasn't really had a, been having a great time. And he hasn't really had a good Christmas in, in a long time either out here in space. Yeah, yeah, he didn't really have it the best growing up. And Christmas kind of was ruined for him as a kid. So they were just trying to make it better for him, make it right for him. And then he's like, you know, you were one of the best things that Peter had when he was growing up. You saved that town by dancing. Mm-hmm. Hell, Quill one time saved yeah. the entire galaxy by dancing. An entire galaxy yeah and you found what meant to be a hero and then they're sitting down getting ready to leave and, and then kevin bacon's phone rings and he's, he's like how do you get signal out here and craglin's just like well two really good arrays on the front you got a good range for about five four hundred million light years he says. I, was, I, was say, I thought it was like five six hundred million light years yeah so it's his wife and she's like hey where are you when are you gonna be home he's like oh i'm just out with some friends and then he's like do you mind if i stay a bit longer i think I got a few friends that need to learn the meaning of Christmas. And then we have Kevin Bacon. So that would have been the better line. But yeah. he says, I got some friends I got to teach about Christmas. That- yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to Kevin Bacon singing a song with, what was his name? <sighs> Beers McTickle Talk. Beers McTickle Talk. <laughs> Miller. Um, I don't know. Is this another? This is a song that I know they actually have. Mm. Like I think the first one was written for this, but here it is. Christmas time is just a song they have. Okay. Uh, I thought it may, might have had something to do with Kevin Bacon, which is why he was singing it. So I'm glad. I, I mean, Kevin Bacon apparently actually performs on it with them. Oh, that's that is Kevin wild. Bacon actually singing. But the song is an old '97s song. Oh, that's wild. So while they're performing this song, everybody's giving everybody presents. Peter gives Groot his old Game Boy. Yep. Nebula gives Rocket Bucky's arm. Yes. The Winter Soldier's metal arm, which apparently caused a tizzy in the entire MCU fan community. When would you have been able to do that? I mean, it's fucking Nebula. She's a space assassin. Apparently, it happened roughly the same time that Mantis and Drax were flipping over fences and chasing Kevin Bacon around. Yeah. Also, this is set after Thor, Love and Thunder, before Gaka 3, which I'm pretty sure Thor, Love and Thunder happens after Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So you don't fucking know if the Winter Soldier's on Earth. Maybe the Winter Soldier's in fucking nowhere. Fuck you. Comet then gives Kraglin the space Cosmo. Yep. Then gives Kraglin the space equivalent of a dead rat. Yeah. To which Kraglin looks a bit disgusted, but accepts it and then pets Cosmo. Yeah, I thought he was going to reach out and pick it up first, <laughs> but like when he's reaching down, he's just reaching down to pet Cosmo. Yeah. Um. Then Groot exhibits a new superpower. Yes. He gives everybody dioramas from earlier scenes in the movie, which he should have no way of knowing about if we assume that the timeline of the movie is, like, intact. Yeah. But even if we assume that at some point Drax and Mantis had shared their stories, the final diorama he gives out still proves he has a new superpower. The first diorama he gives is to Peter, and it's just a diorama of the opening scene, opening-ish scene, where they're all standing on the balcony in nowhere, kind of mm-hmm. talking. And then we have... Oh, I don't remember what the dioramas were. They're, most of them are action scenes from Mantis we and get, on Earth. I think it Mantis is the next, and it's them something Kevin Bacon. 
And then we have Drax's, where he's flipping a car. We have Nebula's, which is Kevin Bacon being pulled out of the box and them all outside of it. And then Craglin's is Craglin. Oh, so Mantis is then is Mantis and Drax jumping over fences. Just... Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. And then we have Craglin, who is sitting on what looks to be a barrel and has like a little green star fixed to the top of his Yaka arrow control matrix. I think that's the name of it. I think they're Yaka. I might be wrong, but I have the back part of that right. That sounds right. I have the back part of it right. I know that much. It's wild that you got that. It's like a little green star on there. Yeah, so. And now he's holding, he opens a box and now he's holding a diorama. And the diorama is him sitting on a barrel with a little green star on top of his Yaka arrow control matrix holding a diorama. And then that diorama has Kraglin sitting on like a little plastic barrel. With a like little green star on his Yaka Arrow control matrix holding a diorama. And that diorama I was gonna let you keep yeah. going. Well, I can't confirm after that point. It was too but far it, zoomed it's, down. It's ad infinitum, like assumingly. So Groot has the ability to see the future. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or he has an omniscience of some sort. But the omniscience of some sort would only apply to the other ones if he'd been making them a bit after or roughly at the same time. But Kraglin's proves future sight. See, I can almost explain the other ones without having to have Drax tell the story. Yeah. Because the flora fauna, at some point, get the ability to, like, just communicate with plants in general at range. And so they do have a near, like, omnipresence. Yeah. Wherever there is plant life, they kind of, like... Yeah, but I don't think it would reach all the way to Earth. Yeah. Unless they, like, brought some grass back on their boots yeah, they may, or something. Yeah, like, maybe some of the wreaths they brought back are actual pine. Yeah. But then I want to know how those pines... They, they heard it from other pines, from other trees. Yeah, but those wreaths were simply in a store. I don't know how they heard the rest of it. Yeah, so... Particularly the nowhere happening stuff. Yeah, it's just wild. The song ends. Peter then hugs Kevin Bacon. He's like, this is the best Christmas ever. Yeah. Everybody says their goodbyes. Kevin Bacon's leaving. As Kevin Bacon's leaving, I don't know who he's pointing back to as he's leaving, but he says, I'll see you at Easter. And then as him and Craglin get on the Bowie, Nebula goes, wow, I guess not all actors are pieces of shit. Yeah. And then Quill takes Mantis off and they have a conversation. Yeah. And Mantis, so he asks her why she and Drax went through all this effort just for him. Yeah. And she's like, well, Craglin told us about how Yondu ruined Christmas for you when you were growing up. And she's like, oh, I... He laughs and he's, he's like, like, yeah, I don't think Cragley knows how that story ends. And so we get how the story ends and that, that story, well, we get most of how the story ends. That story ends with Yondu going through the trash, finding the present that had his name on it. Opening and, it. And, and it's a little green Yoda-like man. It's a assumedly looking, it looks like a baby Yoda, which would have make sense because yeah. Quill shouldn't be able to so have it one. So it would just be a Yoda. Which implies to me that whatever Quill have when he went to space because it definitely doesn't look like a Yoda toy that would have existed at the time. Well, it looks like it was made out of like clay or something. Like he may it have done. It means he either made it like a clay Yoda. It's hard to tell because it's all in very matte rotoscope. Yeah. Or, better in my opinion, it's a knockoff Disney product. Well, it's a knockoff Star Wars product. It's a knockoff little Yoda that he had with him when he went into space and then he just gave a knockoff Yoda so- to Yondu. And, like, Yondu, like, smiles when he looks at it. And then we get Peter Quill in his room as a child. And there's a present on his bed. Mm-hmm. And he opens it. And it's his blaster guns. Yeah, it's his quad blasters. And then the story ends. And Mandy goes, that was so sweet. Peter's like, well, that was Yondu. Like, because... The Yondu's entire characterization through Gotka 1 and 2 is, I'm a dick, yeah. but only on the surface. Like, I actually care about my Ravagers, yeah. I love them, and they're my family. Didn't Yondu have, like, an actual, like, little toy troll on his Ravager ship? Yes. I assume it's meant to be that toy troll, then, mm, actually. It is the troll. It's the troll It's doll. just green for some reason. It's the and troll. It doesn't have the troll hair. It's the troll doll, you're right. So Yeah, that's um, what it should be. It just looked not like that in the rotoscoping. And so, Mantis then goes, well, I guess I just wanted to do something special for you because of your father 
and Quill kind of freaks out for a second. He's like, "Wait, what about ego? What about ego?" And she's like, "Well, well, he might be. He might be what?" He's like, "Peter's sitting here, like, oh shit, is ego still the fucking alive?" Yeah, and then she's like, "He might be." Well, he is my father too. And Peter's like, "Does that make you my sister?" She's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Why didn't you tell me? This is the best Christmas present anyone could have gotten me." And then they hug and wish each other a merry Christmas. And we cut back to the animated short story where Yondu is in his captain's seat and he sets a little troll doll on the spaceship yeah. equivalent of a dashboard. And then Peter walks in with his quad blasters yep. and sits in the co-captain chair. They punch each other in the shoulders and then they take off into warp drive. Yes. And then we have an after credit scene. And it is Rocket and Cosmo decorating Groot. As if he's a Christmas tree. And then Groot drops his arms, seemingly getting tired of either holding up or frustrated with the situation. To which Cosmo goes, oh no, Groot has ruined Christmas again. And Rocket says, I guess we'll have to do another special then. Which random fucking... It's theory off the top of my head, theory crafting here, Gaka Easter special, because Kevin Bacon said he would see someone again at Easter. It'd be wild to do an Easter special. No one makes Easter specials. It'd be Nobody. crazy, and I'd be down with it. You know and do you know who you wild? could? Do you know who could arguably... You know what's would... more wild? We just solved how Groot managed to make all the dioramas. Yeah. Rocket could break the fourth wall. Yep. He told Groot. It would make sense. Also, you want to know what would vaguely, who you could probably include in an Easter special, given one of the core characteristic decorative traits of Easter. It would pull them back in from the one time we've seen them in the mcu i'm thinking adam warlock but we saw them at the same time we saw cosmo and adam uh, warlock you're thinking howard the duck you could include howard the duck in it pretty we've seen easily him twice have we yeah he, let's talk to it once he he was in the collector's lab after he got after yes, he got attacked along with cosmo and he's also one of the avengers that shows up to fight thanos's army he is in that big shot you're right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but no we could pull in howard the duck again it would make sense we could go to Duck World. I love that Howard the Duck shows up to fight Thanos. It's the best shit. But yeah, anyways, that is the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas, well, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which has named itself a holiday special to avoid, I assume, putting Christmas special in its name, but it is a holiday special all about Christmas. But we call ourselves the Copilot's Christmas Special because it's alliterative and sounds nice. Yeah, and we do generally talk about Christmas movies because, let's face it, people, there there are a lot of Hanukkah or Kwanzaa movies, but I I think think we might want to, I think we might watch one next year because why the fuck not? Eight Crazy Nights exists. I've never seen it. Oh, have you not? I've never seen it seen it it's a good movie i forgot about it something like because it's a good movie my brain didn't immediately go we should watch that for co-pilots holiday stuff something like 30 to 40 percent of the united states identifies as christian yeah but something like 85 to 90 percent of the united states celebrates christmas yep i don't care what you tell me christmas is not a religious holiday anymore oh yeah no i completely agree my my point is like it's called a holiday special but it's all about christmas it feels a tiny bit disingenuous to call it a holiday special and then have it all only be about christmas yeah i agree anyways Thank you for riding along with us this year, flying with us. It's been a year. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's probably been one of our better years. I would agree. I think each year's been a better, been our best year, actually. I mean, that's the, that's the hope when you're creating something, right? That it's always at least a little bit better than it was. Yeah. But we want to thank you again for flying with us. Wish you a Merry Christmas or a Happy Hanukkah, if that's what you're celebrating. Or Kwanzaa. Uh, Kwanzaa. I don't know if Kwanzaa's over yet. I don't know when Kwanzaa is. I, I feel terrible about that. Or Happy Festivus or Saturday. Saturnalia. Yule. Yule. But yeah, thank you. And we'll see you in the new year with... 
And enjoy your pilots. boxing day if your country does boxing day. What boxing, is boxing day always sounds very convenient to me. What is boxing day? To, to my understanding, it's just an additional like it's actually it's just extra Black Friday, right? Well, I, I think there's boxing day sales, but like from my understanding, it was kind of just like almost a nationally recognized yo, Christmas is a bitch. Here's the day to kind of just clean up after it and decompress. And you'll most likely have the day off because it is a nationally recognized holiday. If not, you're going to be paid more for it anyway. So let's end there. Thank you for celebrating with us. If you want to contact us, suggest shows for us to watch in the new year going into 2023, you can do it a variety of ways. Or if you just want to reach out and wish us a happy holidays, you can do that too by tweeting us on our Twitter at Copilots Review. Or emailing us at our email, copilotsreview.com at gmail.com or you can find both of those links as well as our discord our patreon our youtube all of those at copilotsreview.simplecast.com we also have a hive still haven't linked that who knows if that'll ever happen but we are at copilotsreview on there as well so happy holidays and a happy new year thanks for flying